Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Driven Hunter Podcast. And we have got some pretty special guests. We're kind of high honored today, honey, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> These guys are some of the most respected people that I know. Um, the best whitetail hunters, for sure, out there. Hands down. In the TV world. Um, guys that I've rubbed elbows with and hung out with a long time. And... Uh, we're pretty excited about the announcement that we have coming up with That's these right. guys. So they keep reinventing the wheel. We got to keep up with them. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun to uh, be a part of this new deal that they got going on. So. Absolutely. So we are here to introduce Mr. Mark Drury, Mr. Matt Drury, and Mr. Tim Chelsvik. Thanks for coming on, guys. Hey, hey. hey thanks up? for having us. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah. Thanks for coming uh -huh. on with us and talking a little bit. You know. Mm -hmm. You guys started DeerCast last year, and it has been an unbelievable hit for you guys. And we're super excited because uh, just when you think it can't get any better, you guys have reinvented the wheel once again. And what you guys have brought for this coming fall for people is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, and and uh, we need to tell our, our fans and viewers, uh, I mean, we if you haven't checked out DeerCast, I mean, uh, and become a deer caster, you should, because we got a big announcement. We are going to be uh, helping That's the Drury right. team and, and deer casters um, in presenting some of our stuff over there, our content that will be uh, original and pretty yep. cool. So now you can check it out and see Pat Nicole on DeerCast as well, which we appreciate because you guys are involving us which is, you know, bringing unity to uh, to everybody in the industry. So couldn't be more excited about being a part of it. We so what about DeerCast? Tell us about DeerCast. We appreciate you guys coming aboard because it finally helps up our look a little bit over there on DeerCast. <laughs> that right. Don't go for that. <laughs> so we appreciate that, and we appreciate you guys having us on today. And, you know, we, we brought DeerCast out last year to try and help guys interpret deer movement as it pertains to the weather we took 13 different weather variables we mixed them into an algorithm and on a daily basis regardless of where a guy's at or what he wants to see on on any farm he can plug in any location in the country DeerCast will spit out a prediction as to how the deer will be moving it's categorized five different ways from bad all the way up to great and it, it took off. You know, we were hoping to have about 50,000 people download the app. That was our goal. We ended up with over 550,000 people that downloaded it. And it took off. That's and awesome. people loved it. And it caught fire. You know, and we were like, all right, this was our inaugural year. You know, our inaugural year. We had it out there for free. We had a lot of content within our news feed. In addition to that movement predictor, we had all of our, you know, all of our old DVDs in there. All of the DOD TV stuff in there. We have over 400 articles in there so we wanted this community of people talking to each other from a social media standpoint about deer movement and about deer hunting in general we also have you know our our fan shares and you know success with using the app and we were like all right this inaugural year it's free we wanted people to test it out but we're going to develop other aspects of the app going forward that continue to help them become better hunters so this year i'll let matt take you through some of the features within DeerCast that we've been working so feverishly on and we're so proud to have you guys talking to your community about it and hopefully we all get together and have a great year this year with DeerCast. Absolutely so you know we broke it down into three levels and so hopefully we feel like no matter what your needs are we have a level or a set of tools as we like to call it uh, for your specific needs so there's still in that free tier you still get one day of DeerCast you still get today's 
forecast. So for those guys that just don't, don't want to, you know, uh, spend the money, we understand there's still a lot available. So you still get the one day deer cast. And one thing that Mark didn't really get into there, when you look at deer cast and that hourly um, feature, you're going to see the wind speed and the average temperature and a barometric pressure and things that took us, you know, you know, half hour, 45 minutes to find on three or four different apps. We've yeah put it all into one app. We work with IBM uh, Weather Channel and we use use their services to to do this. So the weather prediction, it's very accurate um, and you can dive in and really study, okay, they're saying great here at this hour, what's different about it? And, and from there, Mark and Terry break down all of the reasons why we feel like deer are moving during that specific phase, during that, you know, with those conditions, they'll break it down condition by condition and tell you what the deer are doing. So it's definitely a, a teaching tool. And that's, you still can get a day of that in the free version, the articles, the DOD TVs. Well, you pop up to the next level, a pro, uh, a pro account. It's $9.99 a year and you get a five day deer cast prediction. You, hour by hour. Hour by hour. If you choose. And you get what we call our deer cast nows. And that's like Mark's, Terry's, our entire Drury Outdoors team's kills from the fall as they happen. And so there's obviously an entertainment value there. But literally within, you know, a half hour of recovering the deer, we're working very feverishly to get that kill into DeerCast, into DeerCast now and show our consumer. So that's something that the pro and elite levels will have at their fingertips. And it's not just the entertainment value. There is a teaching value to that as well. So a lot of times what I've noticed through the years, it's a front that might be moving through. Say it starts, you know, up where you guys are and it's moving down through the Midwest. Well, you'll see those deer from where our teams are ge geographically. You'll see deer starting to fall as they you know, as that mm -hmm. front's pushing through. <laughs> so it's one of those things where if you really are paying attention to it, you might, you know, get ahead of, get ahead of your game with it and get out there I'm and know, Hey, that. this That's front's great. coming through. I need to, I need to be ready for it. And not only that, just the general tips and information that you can, you know, you, that you can get from, from the team. So there's that. And then our entire DVD and VHS library, mm -hmm. 116 titles, 200 some hour, you know, hours uh, worth of kills and hunts and information literally all at your fingertips for 10 bucks and that you know if you think about it if you the simplest term to put it in back in the day we'd sell a dvd for you know 15 bucks 20 bucks whatever it is so for the price of one title you get every one we've ever made so that's that's definitely a, a real value there and then the set of features that we're the most excited about it's our elite level it's 19.99 a year and first and foremost, you get that 10-day forecast. It was a huge thing that people wanted last year. And so we worked hard to, to get that 10-day forecast. You can go hour by hour for all 10 days. And then obviously that helps a lot of people schedule out their vacation, their weekend, whatever right. it may be. And then the two big feature sets. The first one is called DeerCast Custom. And basically it allows you to take our algorithm and customize it for your location, for your property, for your farm. So, Pat, Nicole, if you're up there and you're saying, you know what, they say it, it's a, a good day. You know, every time we see good day, we notice that it's actually a great day on our piece. You can adjust with this sliding scale. You turn the customize button on and you slide the uh, optimism up a little bit and you literally take our 
algorithm are 13 conditions in your location and you make it work even better for your location. So that's a huge feature that I think it's going to make it even better for a lot of people out there that may have said, you know, you know what, I hunt public ground and it's just not the same deer density. I don't have mm -hmm. the same, you know, the same caliber deer or whatever the case may be. Maybe they're sliding it to be a little more pessimistic. So that's a huge feature. And, and, and you can do that for every one of your hunting locations yeah, yeah. that you have. In yeah, you so can you set up a bunch of different properties. locations. You can change it for each location. Absolutely. And always check back to what the algorithm would have been that day. Yeah, you can easily. turn it on and off, especially you, you know if you're in a, that elite level where you have this feature, you got that 10-day forecast. What I like to do is I like to go to the 10-day, and then I turn that on and off to see. You see literally our, our algorithm, the color chart of it. It will shrink or expand or whatever based on what you're doing with the slider. Well, once you set your your uh, what you feel good about your farm you could turn it on and off and it goes back to what we say it would have been so you could see going back and forth okay th this day would have been great for them it's good for me or whatever the case may be so that's a, a huge feature we're excited about and then the the big one that we've really really worked really long hours on and, and tire tirelessly here in the studio with the editors it's called deer cash track and basically we took uh you know at the end of the day, it'll be close to 100 hits, and we show, showed them from our video library from our 30-year history, and we showed them to Mark, Terry, and then the two best trackers we know, tracker John Engelkin, who's a, a guy that has a bloodhound service that, that when we kind of get in a sticky situation, we might have to call up and ask for his help, are Bobby Culbertson, who's the head guide down at Terra Wildlife. And these guys collectively have tracked, you know, several thousand deer apiece. And then you add Mark and Terry into the mix and another thousand, you know, four or five thousand track jobs and, and history that they've built up and logged away. Well, we show them the video hits from our library and we get their expert opinion on what you may have hit, how long you should wait, what kind of blood you're looking for, what what you know, what every little nook and cranny of that track job might hold for you. And so the way it all works is there's an anatomical deer. This is all interactive. You take your finger on the app and you basically take this 2D deer. You can make him face left, make him face right, and you take the reticle and you put it on the deer where you feel like you hit your deer. And it will populate a set of kills from our video library and it will show you mark terry tracker john and bobby culbertson's opinion on those specific hits so That's once you amazing. it's amazing once you get into the edit it's you know they're anywhere from four to ten minutes long depending on what's being said in it and what happens is inside the edit we have a 3d deer model and a 2d deer model for that matter and we peel away those layers and we show you angle of entry quartering two quartering away broadside everything that you could possibly have done for that area for that hit and we peel away the layers of what you might have hit when you pass through so it's you know it's i don't think there's anything quite as intuitive in our industry regarding tracking. There's been a lot of tracking pieces through the years, but to combine them all in one spot and make it so user-friendly, I, I don't think it's ever been done. So we're really excited about it. And, and just on that, that default 2D model that you see when you pull up DeerCast Track, you can turn off the exterior layer of the deer. So take away the hide and you see the skeletal structure and the organ structure. And so you can, and they're labeled and it's all labeled and you can zoom in. So you can literally just, just sit there and study it. 
and, and really think about shot placement because I, I, some of the people that we've been talking to that have done that have been like, I didn't realize the heart was as low as, yeah. as it is Same in, thing in, I in said. the body. Cavity. I didn't realize the shoulder blade was as high as it was, you know? So there's just, you just, you know, you start looking at it that way. It's, it's very interesting. It's, it's an it's, education. It's a quite an education. It's a tool that I think is going to help a lot of people find a lot more deer because without question, a lot of deer lost because people track too soon. And you think, mm-hmm. well, I hit him. He's going to, he's going to die. Well, it's not the case. You know, even with hydrostatic shock involved from a rifle, there's still body systems that take hours, many, many hours in order to kill the deer. And if you track them and you, and you move them out of that first bed or, or the last bed that he's in and put more distance between you and the animal, it, you can't find that distance because they've already, that you can't follow that distance because they've already clotted up and then you can't find them. So if nothing else, if they'll take the time to look at the app and go, I think I hit in this region and you look at six, eight hits from that region with all those opinions, you start to say, you know what? I need to be waiting four or five hours. Mm-hmm. I can't go right now because yeah. I'm not in the, in the dadgum lungs and heart area. I'm back here in the liver, you know, and, and that you're talking about just an inch or two back. And all of a sudden, instead of waiting, going immediately, say with a heart shot, you go back a little bit, six inches, low liver, and then into the stomach, <laughs> you, you're talking, you might be 10, 12 hours, or you might be 24 to 30 yeah. over a six-inch period. So, And that's just the reality of it. I know a lot of guys, we, we can catch some flack online when, when, say, one of our shows, and I don't know if Pat and Nicole, if you've ever encountered this, but say you have a less-than-ideal hit, and you back out, and you let the deer there overnight. It, it always amazes me how much crap we take over that. And it's like, oh, the meat's going to spoil. And it's like, well, if you go in and track it too soon, you – don't get that mean anyways a lot of times. Right. Yeah, like, you lose even, it. Yeah. You know, so this hopefully just helps people. I think the biggest mistake is getting too excited, and a lot of people think their hit's better than what <laughs> it actually is. Oh, absolutely. So they got to yeah. have the mentality and, and slow the game down. As our buddy Jim Tomey says, slow the game down. you got to really know where you hit for this to, to help you. But even if you can't remember, you can start studying the general areas where you think mm-hmm. it might hit, to Mark's point, and, and get a good idea. Absolutely. Uh, so we're that, excited uh, to share. I tell you, that's a game changer, guys. It really mm-hmm. is because, like you said, it's going to slow it down the process down allow that that person to think about the hit and dissect it in his mind a little bit more exactly Mm -hmm. the particulars and then get second opinion instead of you know his mind or her mind just saying you know i I think the deer's just laying over there dead i should go right away and and then making that mistake and then bumping him up like mark said you know it's going to allow them to think things through a little bit and, and get somebody else in their ear, give them that information that they, it's going to allow them to start to think a little bit more and not act on emotion. <laughs> like we all, yep. you know, everybody gets that, you know, eager anticipation of getting out there and getting your hands on that deer. But, and then, you know, falling short and disappointment, like, oh, you know, I should have probably waited um, and not went after them, you know, as soon as, as I did. So, um, this is, I think, if anything, it's a huge value uh, to to everybody. I I can see this thing, you know, changing the game and and uh, making this. I mean, people are going to go to it. I'm going to go to it. I, I know that. I think it's uh, it's going to be a probably the coolest thing in in our hunting industry that's come along in a long time. 
Well, and for you guys to offer this at such, I mean, for that yearly price, that's next to nothing, yeah. you know, whenever in the grand scope of things, especially yeah. when it comes to tracking that deer. I mean, I can't tell you how many phone calls, we covered this earlier, phone calls, text messages, Pat gets all fall long. We're in the tree stand. This person hit this deer and not sure what they should do and need to get on the phone with me, you know, and all that stuff. This is just like he said, it's going to be a game changer. If you think yeah, about it, all the money, all the time, all the effort that you pour into your hunt. Hunting, no, no matter who you are, you have an investment there and it's for right. one purpose. It's for one single purpose. It's to recover right. the animal and to have some food, you meat in the freezer, right? So if you've done all that hard work and you got through all the, the one in a million chance that you actually got on the deer you're wanting to shoot and you got the encounter and you shot him, but you can't recover him. It, and the difference might be 20 bucks and a little bit of information from a couple experts in the field. I mean, to right. me, it's a no brainer. And, and it's something that, you know, we, we've been asked a lot, is that monthly? It's like, no, it's a yearly, it's just a yearly charge. We think it's really fair and we're not, you know, it's just, it's, we're trying to help people like we have all 30 years of our company's history. Mm -hmm. It's just another way to continue to help people. So we got DeerCast, the algorithm that might help them get on the deer. And then mm -hmm. we got DeerCast track that might help them recovery. Front to back, we hopefully got you covered. Yeah, and, and most of these features are features that, that our DeerCasters have requested. Like these are, these are th we're very close and we actually listen. Like we read comments and we, we, we read emails when people send us because if someone took the time to care enough to send feedback, whether is positive or negative we feel like we should at least take that to heart and some, some people so, may not like to respond <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. could get into a funny story about no, that later no guarantees <laughs> but uh but, but and, and that's one of the reasons why we have deercast.com now because a lot of people kept asking well how do i get this on my computer i want to be able to see it on, on, on a bigger screen yeah. and it just mm -hmm. loads a little easier for me or whatever and so they can go to deercast.com now whether they're on the free pro or elite whatever features you have access to they'll show up in deercast.com yeah and even like if you change your like all your locations if it's if you have the app and and everything's loaded in your app all those locations also are in your account on the desktop version well even that slider for the customized you know deercast custom it, it's not immediate but if you change your settings on the app are in Dot com, it will reflect it on the other one when you go afield. So it's it's cool. It's very intuitive. And I, I think a lot of people might go to watch track on DeerCast.com and study it before they ever go hunting right. just to get the right. information and have the knowledge before they go out into the tree. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, and that's what I, I think is, is going to be uh, very helpful because the, the people are going to learn from other people's, you know, stuff i mean or you know hits and stuff so you know they they might not even made the hit but they already are educated about hey i saw that on you know um on this platform and and i know that i should wait or do something more different than they normally would so that's pretty cool um we're excited right. for that and um you know we're going to be providing a lot of big game content um something that's kind of different than what you guys have had on the, the past. So that's going to be exciting. We're going to start that right away here in August because um, we leave on our first trip around the 23rd. So we're going to start posting, you know, right about that time yep. and uh, try to provide some unique original content um, that we come across. You know, it could be, um, you know, a, a really cool clip of a sheep that we saw a big, you know, sheep or a big moose stay swaggering in or 
a lock set of moose horns that we come across in a remote camp. Who knows what we're going to come across, but we're just going to start giving deer casters content that they normally, you know, haven't seen before. So, and as well as our whitetail stuff, we're going to, we're also going to be, you know, helping you guys. I mean, you guys are the kings when it comes to big deer. Uh, We can't compete in that world. That's why we got to go climb mountains. But uh, And, you know, uh, you guys talk about the deer cast track, and I know we kind of hit on this in the first podcast we did, but I think it's important, you know, Mark said, as you guys' season kicks off and you're hunting more, you guys are going to keep adding to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll actually have sometime throughout this season, I would say by early October, we'll have 125 scenarios within within deer cast track he's literally blanketed he, our our model deer here in the studio looks like he has the measles because we've been filling in the dots <laughs> and going through our 30-year history going there's a hit from this region right there you know so we right. have all body systems affected within the app and it'll be there by early october you know and obviously there's some areas that have more than others you know and it just the, the kind of the sure. worse the hit that we may not have as many of those in the library right. from from our history so uh you know that's you got to keep that in mind but the i think the the good part is we have at least one in every general area and mm-hmm. so you'll get a good idea of what what you should be doing and then when we get into that area if, if we know that it's an area that doesn't have a lot of hits we will break that hit down a little bit more thoroughly in yeah. other words say a back ham well we go through every part of the ham when you get to that one hit mm-hmm. to know like if you're high forward back whatever it is we go through all that stuff within the app so that you get an idea okay i didn't hit exactly where this hit is but i'm just right of that and they, they spoke of that well you know? that and there's general tracking tips you know there there's 15 20 general 16, yeah. tips that are there as well and so the other interesting thing i think is You know, it may not be the specific hit, but we are given some pretty broad strokes in those areas where I think you're going to, I think if you study it, you're going to really have a good game plan going in, you know, into the woods. I'm so anxious for people to go out there and track with this. I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait to hear the feedback. Even the good hits. Think about it. Even the good hits, what you would perceive as a good hit. And, and, and Pat, you have mentioned it. uh, Was it on the last podcast? Yeah, when you were talking about Moses. Yeah. You know, you think this is a no-brainer. I'm going to go in there. Well, we, you know, those areas where we have a lot more kill shots, you see, like, there's a big variety of how long it took or how long they, how far they went or what they may have hit. Like, it's not that cut and dry where you think, you know what, I 12-ringed them. Well, not always. Not necessarily. Not not necessary. And, And so that, it's not just the really bad hits, the obvious ones where you would need help. Sometimes it's those boiler room hits, too, that you might need a little extra advice on. Yeah, absolutely. What? What's your percentage for archery and firearms? I mean, are they're both there? Or? They're both there. My Just off the top of my head, I would say it's probably 80% archery, but we will often discuss with that hit go now if you were using a gun and more often than not the track time and the weights are they're not that different honestly between right. a, a gun and a bow in fact in certain cases you have to wait a little bit longer with a, a gun loader maybe yeah well muzzle loader or, or a rifle a smaller cal- caliber because you know when you're when you're killing with a bow and some of these larger broadheads that people are using these days they'll kill quicker in many areas than a rifle will so yeah. we discuss that within the app on on many of the hits but i would say the actual visual shots that you're seeing, probably 80% are, are archery. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, we're excited to be, you know, a, a part of DeerCast, and and hopefully our viewers will be able to, you know, join in and take 
take that app or or use the deer track uh, device and be able to recover deer. There's going to be a lot of success stories I can promise yeah. you out of that for sure. And it'd be interesting to, I mean, you could do a whole another section on just uh, the stories and and uh, stuff that develops from this mm-hmm. for sure. Um, let's let's move on and and. Uh, we can talk more about the the deer cast stuff. Um, let's talk deer hunting because you know it's deer hunting up. is right <laughs> around the corner. And you know what what's your first hunts or you know what's your schedule like this year? What do you got going on uh, for the Drury team? Well, you know it's a big team. You know, so there's people going <laughs> far and wide. I mean, you know, there's like 50 guys on the team yeah. that go out and film for us. So they're going far and wide. I know guys that are going to Alaska, Canada, you know, all over the country uh, in pursuit of whitetails. And, of course, some big game, not to the extent that you guys do, but some. Uh, some elk guys going yeah. out west, some mule deer guys. And Austin, my son-in-law, produces a series for us as well for for the uh, within the team. So there's a lot of people hunting all, all over. Me personally, I'm starting in Alberta up there with Corey in early September and then when the Missouri season starts I'll either be in Missouri or Iowa or my lease in Texas from September 15th to January 15th I'll be in one of those three places yeah and and for me it's I don't have any early season big hunts planned it's September 15th once Missouri starts that archery season I obviously I'll start hitting it hard there got some very encouraging pictures in my first card pull from from the lease we had a a farm that was on the river that was flooded for months and months and months and it's finally out from underwater so we're excited about getting back in there and seeing what we can do uh, to kind of dress that property back up and then illinois excited about a new lease we got over there so illinois and and missouri for me and and i think the same for terry i'm not sure if he if he got a late iowa. season he did drew he get, iowa he yeah. drew iowa he so yeah. yeah so three states for for terry for how about you tim uh, I'm one of those guys that September 15th here in Missouri, I have to be in the stand. Yeah. I can't wait for cooler weather. <laughs> I can't wait for the run. I've, I've got to be out in the stand. Yeah. You're the guy that no matter if it's 100 degrees or 60 degrees, yeah. you're going to be there. And, and I've kill, I have killed a, a great buck on opening day probably five or six years ago now. I sat for 13 hours and finally saw him because I sat the entire day. <laughs> it's, it's like Christmas. You I sat all day on the 15th? I sat all day. <laughs> So that's that's why he's the editor-in-chief of DeerCast. He (laughs) breathes it. I like the deer hunt. And (laughs) so that that everybody knows, like, that's what Tim's function is within our brand and within our company. He's the editor-in-chief at DeerCast. So all all content flows through Tim. He's the guy, and he's done a phenomenal job this first year. I want to compliment him here. He's done one heck of a job keeping that content fresh and real and pertinent and really quality. We have a staff of how many writers? that work for you, you know, okay. independent subs, basically. We got 12 freelancers, yeah. and, we, and we, we may be expanding that to, to boost some content. We got 12 really great outdoor yeah. outdoor people that, that just that love being out. They, they, they're, they're avid hunters, but they also have different... We have people that trap a lot. We have people from the Northeast out in New England, and we have people in the West. Like, we kind of cover the country and with a variety of different type of angles we've got we've got women writers and moms and some angles that have not historically been represented in the hunting industry that's great yeah that's what i that's what i love about the deer cast stuff is that you know it's so informational based that you you know it's not just uh you know where people are getting um to watch kill mm-hmm. scenes and stuff like that where it's just uh 
you know, fun for them to watch. They are actually getting something out of this and, and learning from it. You know, you guys have, I was a big fan of, and still am a 13, um, because you, I, I can learn stuff watching it for sure. And, and that's what you guys have always been such a leader at is just bringing, you know, different information and, and, tips and tactics to the screen mm-hmm. um, through your TV show and now on this digital stuff that um, people have become better hunters by watching your stuff. Like for us, it was just entertainment value for so many years because it's just ours has got cinematic value and we never went to that educational part of it. But now with the digital world, we can bring some of that back in. But uh, kudos to you guys because you've you know, really taught a lot of guys how to be better deer hunters and in different ways, you know. Um, so um, that that's uh, I was just thinking about her brother, um, who is an avid deer caster. Uh, his name is Zach, and he listens to all the podcasts and is always on deer cast and really, you know, plans his hunting schedule around what deer cast is, is predicting. And so, and he swears by it. I mean, and there's other people that we've talked to Mm -hmm. about deer cast and they're like, this stuff really is legit. It works. So, and um, then to add your deer tracker and your customization that you can do and all that stuff now, I mean, it's a complete game changer for everyone. Yeah. It's, it's going to be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, for sure. Let's, uh, Let's talk a little bit, um, Mark. I want to ask you your opinion on um, early season stuff because we're going into early season, you know, hunting tactics. And uh, give me a, a little bit of your opinion. I know we don't got a lot of time, but on you know, if a guy's going to go out there early season, you know, like Tim does, like hunting right away, you know, what should you do? Is it is it a morning hunt, evening hunt? You know, where do I set up? Where's your best chances to you know take advantage of that early season hunting opportunity? Well, you know, when it comes to the early season, it's definitely a food bed relationship. And I, I noticed because of so much cover availability, food to bed is a very short distance during the early season. So therefore, your access has to be perfect. I myself don't hunt a tremendous amount of of a morning in the early season just because I was bumping deer on my way in you know I'm getting all these pictures of a morning daylight and I'm like you know I got a chance here well it's you're getting them daylight because he's right there and he's not different you know he's not going very far from it so I'm keyed in on the food and I'm very cognizant of the fact that food can be anywhere that time of the year bean fields are still green the corn hasn't ripened up yet and they're kind of spread out honestly so you have to be you have to be aware of the fact that they could be anywhere I really like, in my opinion, the latter part of September, it's still the early season, but once those bean fields start to to yellow and defoliate, that's when I notice those deer do this immediate transfer from from those bean fields and the corn starts to ripen and they get out of there and they're not silking anymore, certainly, and they start to go to my green fields. And we kill a lot of deer in the latter part of September and early October just because those bean fields where they were eating Mm -hmm. all go yellow, they're not palatable Mm -hmm. anymore, they'll switch over to green. It's a great 
tactic to use and a great way to kill a mature deer during the early part of the season. But regardless of what food source you're on and where you have a deer found, it takes weather to get him on his feet during daylight hours. Man, those those little rain fronts where you, one of the cool things about the early season, it's frustrating because it can be so hot, but those really warm pop days, thunderstorms. they'll pop up thunderstorms or that first cold front means so much more because it's been so hot for so long. When you get that weather front or that weather change, it's drastic mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. And you get a, an immediate... 20 degree difference. Yeah, you get an immediate influx of every deer in the herds on their feet that yeah, day. And they may sure. get on their feet at 3, 30, 4 yeah. o'clock. You better get to your stand early when that first cold hits because they're ready, right? Yeah. They're ready to go do it. And those cold fronts early season are absolutely death on mature deer. Yeah, uh, you know what? You guys have coined the term of high pressure and hunting, you know, those weather changes and... I'm, I know a lot of people have paid attention to that for years watching your stuff for sure. And uh, for us up here in the Midwest and it, you know, we have to deal with a lot of acorns and acorn crop that seems like our deer, when, when those acorns hit the ground, those deer leave the fields and leave those agricultural, uh, you know, feeding areas and then start eating in the timber and just gorge themselves on white acorns for a, a period of time and um and don't really expose themselves in those food plot situations and our cameras really kind of help substantiate that theory but we kind of change our hunting tactic and have for the past couple of years to uh paying attention a lot to, during that that late summer period that early you know fall period when it's warm to water hunting water sources because where we live there's there's water here, but it's generally at the bottom of the, in the valleys or in down low in the tops of the ridges, which is, there's a long ways in between. It's not like just a hundred yards down the hill. Um, there's no water uh, availability outside of maybe a farm pond that's out in the middle of an agricultural field. So we started building these little water holes uh, back in the timber near the bedding areas, not in the bedding areas, but near them to where uh, we could slip in there undetected and, and get set up on a water hole where a deer then, you know, would be bedded for a period of time during a warm day and need to go to water. The first thing that he would do when he stands up out of his bed, go to water, then to feed. And we could still intercept him during daylight hours. And it's worked tremendously mm -hmm. great for us because anybody that's watched Driven and seen us year after year up here in Minnesota, which is traditionally not a great big buck state anymore, um, shoot big deer. And, and we're harvesting most mature deer early season on these water sources. And we let our, our cameras tell the story. You know, we don't go just hunt a water hole unless we got pictures of a big buck during daylight hours, frequenting that, showing, showing us a pattern, which then helps us determine that he's bedded in a particular spot during that weather that same weather pattern so that's what we kind of focus in on and it's been very successful for us um, but i totally agree with you those weather changes you know i always equate deer being a little bit like humans so when it when it gets nice out or you have a weather change people come out of the woodwork they feel good they like i gotta get up and get outside because it's it's nice out and i, I want to go out and and do something outside so I think deer a little bit the same way. They're like, okay, you know, now it's it's changed. I can get up and, and move. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, great, great information for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, 
like going into, you know, we just covered the, the earlier season, um, you know, during the rut time, you know, things change. Our pattern's a little bit different than you because we had a lot up in, in Saskatchewan and up in, up in the northern tier. So we miss um, a bit of our rut period. But I know you guys really focus in on it. Um, do you hunt all day in a rut situation, Mark, or do you, you know, how do you kind of pattern a particular deer and move in on them during that, that rut period? You know, November and really going back into mid-October, once they exit out of what is, you know, typically called the October law, once they get into late October and then early November, mid-November, things are changing by the hour, not so much by the day or the week, but by the hour. Things are speeding up and then slowing down and then speeding up again. It's one of the reasons we did 13, to define all the different phases, all the changes that a whitetail goes through. So, yes, once we get into the rut, as most people call it, from late October all the way through you know, uh, Thanksgiving, giving that period i'm sitting a lot more especially when the weather's right and those elements all line up and it's it's kind of like uh i always call deer cast kind of like this big uh uh slot machine right and when all 13 all all of them hit you know and you gotta you gotta go you've got a jackpot it's like it's time to go and those are the days that i i have a tendency to go sit all day it's not to say that you can't on any given weather front or any given day but when they all line up the ones that i've noticed through the years these here's today's the day they're gonna move all day those are the days that i'm gonna sit and then other days where i don't feel that way because of bad results in the past then i rest on those days a little bit more i'm still gonna hunt during the key times but i try to maximize my time or optimize my time based around that that uh your cast prediction yeah well i mean it can be the trickiest time because of the lockdown or when those big mature deer you know automatically get with those first hot does and it, it gets frustrating because you know that they're there but you know they're just locked down with them and there's not as much movement as you would hope so it can be rather kind of frustrating to a hunter to be sitting there you know waiting on that deer and you know he's not showing up because he's just with that hot doe until he moves again those days Um, are the slowest days but then out of nowhere it's like ah everything happens within a minute or two and then then you're done they're they're still frustrating though you know oh it's frustrating i always say you go from expectation you know you got trail cameras you're doing all this stuff he's daylight and he's coming to a food plot water hole whatever it is you expect to go see him when you go there on the right conditions the right wind then the rut hits and you just hope to see one you know it goes from expectation to hope and then hope means i gotta sit here all day and it's it's you know for (laughs) those of us that hunt four straight months it's a it's very difficult time. If you're only hunting week to 10 days out of the year, that's the time. Go sit all day. Because you can see every deer on your property. Go sit all day. day and go have fun. But yeah. when you're hunting four straight months, it's like, I'm, I'm going to pick my poison here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, a lot of people have busy work schedules, so they got to, you know, that's what DeerCast is going to allow them to do is, you know, potentially find those perfect days to mm-hmm. plan their vacation time around and get out there and hunt during those times using some of that data that you guys have collected to make those judgments for sure that that's definitely going to help we we go to saskatchewan during a lot of our rut time because in in minnesota here our gun season kicks in right about the peak of the rut so that gets a little frustrating as an archer that you're dealing with a lot of gun pressure then changes deer movements and their pattern so we'll go hunt in saskatchewan where there's deer still on a feed pattern they don't rut in Saskatchewan until mid no till late November, which 
ironically, you would think, oh, the further north you go, the earlier the rut, right? Yeah. But right, we're kind of on that that cusp where, uh, you know, above Minneapolis and into that northern forested area, gestation has to be pushed back because of late springs and fawning. So that's why the rut happens later. And as you get even further north, it's into that. So if you want to hunt the rut and it can be frustrating by sitting in an area up in Saskatchewan, which is very vast and, and waiting on a particular buck, if you, you know, and you're hunting him on a food pattern, he could be off 10 miles away with a hot doe and, and you never see him. But uh, so that's why we go there earlier on and then come back here as things settle down a little bit or, or go to Kansas or go to Illinois where the rut is, um, you know, a little bit different than Minnesota here. So yeah. great, great questions um, on that. Um, let's see what other questions we have. Uh, oh, this is a perfect question. I know a lot of people would be interested. If you were still going to plant something this time of year, late summer, um, say you might have missed that earlier opportunity to get some of those spring plots in and you just want to plant something on your property, what would you plant right now uh, if you got a little bit of time yet? Well, for us, it often occurs when we've planted something and it failed due to army worms or a flood or something like that. So you get pushed into, say, early September, mid-September, and you're like, I need green here. So if I'm going quick and get it out of the ground quick, I'm going to juice it with fertilizer, you know, spread the right right fertilizer in the ground, and then I'm going to go with oats or wheat or a combination of the two. If you get too late, the brassicas just don't have enough time to mature and get on up there. But wheat and oats, three, five days, they're out of the ground and looking pretty good. And within a week to 10 days, the thing looks very full and the deer are on it and just pounding it. So I'm always, I always, that's my go-to late in the year or late in the, late in the summer is wheat or oats yeah and it doesn't you don't have to be a great farmer to make nope. them grow no. right i mean <laughs> it's easy i can even make that stuff grow yeah, for sure it's easy man it is yeah well, what and, would you do if it were more like you know labor day time of you know same thing or would you yeah radishes yeah. or no still then my radishes are generally in the ground by the 15th of august you yeah. know and i think that's an ideal plant date 15th to the 20th of august there in north missouri southern iowa it's probably a touch earlier for for pat nicole i would think but by labor day you know i'm gonna go with wheat or oats by that time mm. for sure yeah. and it's that would be about perfect for a september 15th opener never forget that young and green and growing mm. is much more palatable sure. to a deer than fully mature everybody goes oh, i'm going to get my plots in early well that may be the kiss of death if you put it in too early because if the plants outgrow their palatability mm -hmm. the deer vent on them and then they leave and they go to something else that is palatable so the timing of planting of food plots in the fall is very critical and really it comes down to the timing of the rain front yeah. that you're lucky enough to get that time of year yeah. will, will those oats or wheat rebound after they've been if, if they're if they're tender and they're young they're coming up and they get some browse pressure will they rebound oh they just they... keep going and the more browse pressure you get the more palatable it be becomes because they can continue to fight to grow mm. and the deer keep them mowed like a lawnmower and they it just it's perfect. a it's a perfect cycle yeah. actually yeah so there's an art farm to when you plant catching the right rain having palatability there is also a food plot architecture art farm to having the correct size plot for the density in that area mm -hmm. in other words if you plant too large of a field for the density in that area and it outgrows palatability through the month of october once again they're going to leave it however if you plant a smaller plot 
and there's a lot of pressure on it and they keep it young and green and growing, it will have more daylight activity throughout the year. So you have to hit both and you do that through testing it and, and watching it through time sure. and go, you know what, I planted too early and the plot's too big. They're not even using it. Now they may come back to it in December because it's the only green food source around, mm -hmm. but that may not be the time you target it to hunt it. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's that's great information and it's so true. I mean, we we have fields here that we have to maintain because there's not enough browse pressure so we have to go out and mow them yeah. and we're, we're right now actually planning our mowing session this week because we're timing it out to when our first frost occurs or when it really stop stops growing that it's at that perfect lush you know height that the deer still find it palatable it's still you know it's like lettuce. It isn't all matured out and, and stemmy or, or woody for them to eat. Same with our brassicas. We're trying to get those brassicas in right now because we don't want them to get too mature and that they won't eat them, but yet get them high enough that, um, you know, it, the plant is, is full and stuff like that. And then when the frost comes, I mean, it, they seem like they hammer them up here. And then in our country too, we pay attention to like, as as it gets colder um interestingly that the deer when it starts to freeze up here our deer really start to hit our grains and you know go into our soybeans and our corn and stuff when it but if we get a warm day uh that all of a sudden happens to where it gets above freezing and it really warms up maybe in the 40s which does happen quite a bit those deer will automatically leave that grain you know carb source and then go back on to green like crazy even though that it isn't growing anymore they switch overnight and we're like hey it's warm we got to be on greens for sure so um yeah having those multiple different food sources to kind of adjust your hunting strategies definitely pays off in a big way no doubt sure. no doubt he who has the most food plots wins. Right. <laughs> you guys have wrote the book. I've seen you, you know, shoot some some monster deer. That kind of segues perfectly into the last thing that we should talk about before we wrap this up. Is, uh, I know I've seen a lot here in recent years, you guys kind of adjusting your strategy from the early days and hunting out of a lot of these more permanent ground blinds that are elevated and stuff. Give us your thoughts on that because I know it's really – changed a lot of the, the hunting dynamics of where you hunt, how you hunt, and all that stuff. Give us a little bit of your opinion out of, you know, hunting out of these permanent blinds. It, it's an interesting point because if we get pushback or negative feedback through social media or through emails, it's generally about our blind hunting. But in reality, it's not changing because it's so effective. And that's one of the reasons you see us doing it more and more and more. Uh, in my opinion, it's really about a safe wind direction. You know, you're putting that blind in the spot that you wish there was a tree there, you know, but there's not. So you put that blind somewhere with all of the cover and all of the food in an upwind position or certainly close to an upwind position. And you're putting your wind over a safe, a safety zone, you know, over a big open uh, field or over a creek or over a pond, whatever it might be in every, in, every in, different in, instance. So we have a tendency to use them because they help discuss, you know, help you with your scent, help you with your movement. They help us with filming and they allow us to put it wherever we want. So it's a much more comfortable hunt and uh, it's certainly more safe as well. That's a, a, you know, something that has to be taken into consideration as, uh, as you age or uh, as you take young 
people out or someone that's not comfortable with heights, mm-hmm. take them to the blind, whether it's on the ground or 10 feet off the ground or 12 feet off the ground. But they are incredibly effective. In my opinion, it's the most effective way to kill a mature deer is out of a permanent blind. You know, and some of that pushback that we receive is from people that it's the nostalgic kind of mentality of the old days and those timber rut hunts and no doubt they were fun to watch and they were got your blood pumping and that's what we all live for. But when you're trying to produce, you know, the amount of content that we're producing, it also isn't always conducive to stacking the odds in your favor. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what we, you know, we've learned over the years with the food plot ar- architecture and all that stuff is our strategy kind of, we departed from interior of the timber and we went to those food sources and it just makes a lot of sense to put those blinds there. And it just, it made us more effective. And they're always on the edge of where we used to be hung, right? Like that Mm -hmm. food plot is right here. Well, where I would have normally hunted is like 60, 70 yards over there. I'm not that far from it. It's just that I'm not in a tree anymore. And, And if you, if you compare our success with our current strategies and our current techniques versus what we used to do, mm-hmm. it is drastically different. And like there's no comparison. You know, we are so much more effective by not doing deer drives on our way to the stand every day and actually <laughs> stopping just short of yeah. that bedding area and hunting him right right next to his butt. I yeah. mean, he's generally bedded within 100 yards. That's how you're killing him. Well, the moment you enter his bedroom, you you know, you're freezing him up for the night where he won't get out of his bed or he's, he's getting out of there and, and you don't even know it. So. Not just that, but the quality of footage has increased exponentially for sure with i mean to have them in that wide open you know there's so many problems in the timber with the camera Mm -hmm. and a camera guy communication between the hunter and the camera guy it just it's changed the game for us in a lot of ways so as you alluded to i don't we're not we're probably not going back you know to the old old ways now that being said there's certainly times during you know late october early november morning hunts you know interior of the farm those types of things and situations where we do still no doubt. you know uh, climb a tree it's just it's it's a little bit more of a rare occasion well, and you killed gnarly out of a tree and last taylor year. killed that big deer of hers out of a tree uh, hung hunt. that day yeah. so it's, yeah, it, it does hunt. there's still applications and where we've had great success with it but by and large in the team there's still you know, a lot of the team guys hunting out of tree stands. It just, you know, no the doubt. way our farms are set up, it has made a lot of sense to do the permanent blinds. And that, mm-hmm. that was even before Muddy started making them. You know, Dad's construction guys were building them mm-hmm. and, and, and t- kind of to his specs. And over those first, you know, he moved to that farm probably 05, 04, 05, somewhere in there. And I recall, you know, through that first five to 10 years, the evolution of the blinds and what worked well in you know, as far as a window configuration and where to place the windows and how big they need to be. All that has changed a lot through the years, and we got more proficient at that. And I think that even helped, you know, allude yep. to what then Muddy went and took with the bull blind and then penthouse and, and some of the features that they have. So I think, you know, it's it's good for the sport. It may not be as good for the entertainment value of what your core archery hunter was accustomed to, but it, it definitely has I think increased a lot of people's success, not just ours. I mean, go drive through the Midwest now. They're everywhere. They're dotted everywhere. That's not by mistake. You know, yeah. it's because there, you there's a reason out of it them. works. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I like the, you know, you made the point Mark about it being safe. And uh, I mean, that's, that's huge. It's very crucial. I mean, we used to, <laughs> I know that we came from the same era where, you know, we used to have a two by six wedged in the crotch of a tree. And that's where we first started w- without a, a harness or anything. You know, I mean, we were just, 
getting ourselves elevated and out of the sight of the the deer um but then you know when actual hang on stands started being manufactured and we went to them that we thought those were game changers back then right and and now you know into the more permanent blinds and and how effective they are mm-hmm. whether like i know you have you know some of your farms have a lot of crp and and grass cover and you can put those food sources out away from the timber where the deer are bedding and i learned that a long time ago let the deer have the, the timber and don't go in there and pressure them and domino them um, let them come to you where you can kind of have easy access into that blind situation and then of course exiting strategy as well without ever pressuring the deer putting any um you know undue pressure on them to where your hunting stays fresh and uh, of course your scent isn't as prevalent either because it's contained in those blinds um yeah they've the muddy, you know, blinds that we've used here become game changers. We we hunt a lot with our kids, and we take even if we're hunting ourselves, our kids are still, you know, sitting with us, and um, we have time to talk about, you know, deer behavior for watching deer, and they're learning things, and they're again we talked about this in the previous podcast about how it's a positive hunting experience for them. That's what these blinds have provided for us and our kids is that more positive experience. They can, they can be moving around. They don't have to be sitting perfectly still swatting mosquitoes because you know, they're, it's kind of a bug free environment and stuff like that during the early season. So yeah, I know that there's controversial aspects that people, they'd like to still see us doing it the old way, but I think, you know, eventually that everybody that has a farm is going to have one of these permanent blinds on there if they don't already or several. Um, but I, I just wanted to kind of address your thoughts on that. And I know that they become game changers for us as well. And we we still have food plots, even half an acre in size that ha- might have a might have a blind on it, but it also will have a, a mm-hmm. tree stand set up as well. Sure. We have multiple areas that way. Yeah, I mean, we're we're kind of using it for, some of them might be more gun, uh, for gun hunting out of because of the longer range, um, but then you might have an archery set up that's closer in um, that you can slip in um, and set up on them as well. But gives you kind of a, multiple different choices Mm -hmm. you know to hunt out of so um but yeah we appreciate you guys and your thoughts on all this stuff and picking your brains about deer hunting for sure it's been fun to uh visit with you guys and we're super super pumped about being a part of DeerCast and bringing you know content to the Drury team um you guys have always been somebody you know people that we've always Mm -hmm. respected in the business and you guys set the bar so high that uh, the rest of us always follow. But uh, you know, it'll be it'll be fun to uh, share. Uh, hopefully, we can share camp here coming up pretty soon. Maybe I can get Mark on a sheep hunt. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? You can do that. You're doing something. Don't yeah. there's a whitetail on that mountain. Maybe we I'll can change. It. Maybe we can change his hunting strategies a little bit. Do they have a muddy up at the top? <laughs> they have a muddy bull. Right. They got, we got a helicopter. We can, we can rent a helicopter. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, we appreciate it again. Absolutely. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a fun ride, and uh, we appreciate it. We want make sure everybody checks out DeerCast on our side and goes out and uh, hopefully uses the deer 
cast track app this year if they mm-hmm. do hit a deer for sure i mean i'm gonna i know i'm gonna be using it for right. sure right and just like matt said i'm gonna be studying it before we even go out you know i mean it, it just helps you yeah, anything at all to, to give you that extra edge yeah, absolutely uh, you know quick how do how does people you know where do they got to go matt to, to get on to the deer cast yeah. and stuff so so you can of course download it in the app store and uh just type in in the in the search feature in the app store deer cast uh, and it'll come up or you could go to dreoutdoors.com uh, from your desktop or even from your phone and your browser, your internet browser, and you can go sign up that way as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy to do. You will need to, if you're wanting to go into those pro or elite levels, you'll, you'll have to um, have an email address. But other than that, it's pretty cut and dry. It's a name and an email address, and, and, uh, and off you go. Can they upgrade from deercast.com as well? Yeah, yeah. No. So, and, and there's the that's the other thing that we haven't really talked about at all, and that's the fact that say you have a pro account and you just were on the fence, you're like, hey, I'll test it out. I want the five day, and you hit a deer mid season, and you're like, crap, man, I I really need to hear what they're saying on track. You can upgrade and it just prorates it to that 19.99 from the time you started at the 9.99. It's not going to charge you 9.99 and then 19.99. It's just a prorated deal. We have nothing to do with it. The iTunes Store or the Android Google Play Store, or Stripe, the, yeah, our Stripe, our, our, our portal that we uh, use payment process on our .com. It handles all that. It prorates it. It's pretty. It's pretty easy, frankly. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty easy step. So very, very easy to sign up, literally within minutes. And not to mention, when you sign up, we haven't talked about this either. We, we are giving away a farm this year. And <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> forgot That's about that. So this is our 30th anniversary, and we kicked it off the ATA show last, uh, this, this past January. We are giving away a farm. So you, go, you download the app or you go to deer, deercast.com, and there's a little tab at the bottom right-hand corner that says Farm Giveaway. You click on it, you enter in, and you're automatically entered in for not only the farm giveaway, which will pick a winner in mid-December, but we have monthly giveaways. For instance, last month we just gave away a muddy penthouse blind on a 10-foot platform this month we're giving away a bow you know you know we've done pallets of of supplement and 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 um uh, rtp and, lacrosse yeah, an, drill. R- an rtp drill is like an eight thousand dollar implement so yeah. lacrosse is a big one we've we've done so great prizes and all literally all it is 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 putting your email address there in the farm giveaway tab and you're automatically entered in for all that stuff and pretty good odds really so it you know it was just our way to work with our partners and say thank you to our viewers for 30 years of, of putting up with us and and, and stay Sticking with us. Hey, That's pretty cool. Do I get That's to enter? Awesome. I'd like to win a farm. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> You're not an employee I, here. I, I'm going to be the sole by owner. The I don't want to the- have... I don't want to split this with Nicole. I just want to own it by Nicole. By the rules of the contest, you can. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. It, you can. So. I can guarantee you all the Reeve kids will be entered. There so. you go. <laughs> it's a sweet little piece, too. And there's too. lots of them. Yeah. It is a sweet little 60 acres. It's yeah. nice. North, North Missouri, and, and uh, it's, it's Putnam an, County, beautiful. Yeah. Timber, water, cover. Everything nice. you would want. It's pretty. Leave Very it, cool. Leave it to the Drury's to give away a farm. That's right. <laughs> Well, thank you guys very, very much. And we are so looking forward to this fall and being part of DeerCast and teaming up with you guys. It's going to be awesome. And like Pat said, we've got some incredible places and hunts we're going to be going on this year and bringing original content to DeerCast where only DeerCasters can see it. So it's going to be pretty awesome. We're excited, guys. And uh, 
thanks for joining us today and having us on you guys's and uh we're looking forward to fall seeing what yeah. it's going to bring for us all thank you Same thank you for having us thank it's you. an honor mm-hmm. thank you all right well thanks guys have a great day and thanks again for coming on y'all do the same yeah. All right. See you later. Bye-bye.